Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Baking Your Business from Scratch, the shiny new podcast about all things mom and all things business, helping you be the best mom boss. I am your host, Jennifer Snyder, and every couple of episodes, I like to have a success story talking about sharing with you the stories of successful mom business owners. And today, I am so, so blessed to have Kat Witt with Window Genie. She is the franchise owner of Window Genie in Waco, Texas. And so Kat has three children. She manages her her family and she runs a business. Kat, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for asking me to join you. And I'm so blessed to know you and to get this chance and opportunity to speak on your podcast as well. So very quickly, will you share with our listeners exactly what Window Genie is? Window Genie is a franchise and we do window cleaning, window tinting, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, and we hang holiday lights for residential and commercial buildings. I love the holiday lights. You know, I do. So they took, they took down my Christmas lights last week or the week before, and they're going to bring them back next week because I just love them so much. And I'm, I'm, that's such a nerd thing, but I just, I love it so much. So I want to start with some some business questions. And then I, then I want to transition into, to how you handle business and parenting. But what do you think, what is something that you find that a lot of people misunderstand about being both a mom and a business owner? I don't think anybody under quite understands the effort that goes into it. Everybody says that there needs to be a balance between work and life and being a mom and being a wife and being a business owner. But really, it's all chaos. It's never going to be one thing. Uh, it's never going to be in balance. But what we do is we try our best to balance it. But we just give all the effort because it's going to be 10 times effort all the time on any direction that you're going. And that's where you've got to know what your focus is. That's right. That's right. What do you think is, what is the biggest lesson that you've had to learn coming into, because clearly you were a mom first. And what is the biggest lesson that you've had to learn and uh, to adapt your lifestyle to doing both? I've had to learn to 
like I said, no balance, but I've had to learn to balance, so to speak. Uh, when I'm at home, I'm at home. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. Now, my children have realized that at a certain point, if I have to work at home, they can't bother me. But that's really something that we had to work on as a team is sit down, explain, hey, mom's at work right now, even though I'm at home, I still have to do this work. But once this time is up, I'm all yours. So that's really what it's about, trying to let them know I'm still there for them, even though I'm still at work technically. Right. And what does, tell us very quickly, what does a day in the life of Catwit look like? A day in my life, <laughs> uh, my, my day begins at 4.30 in the morning, every single morning. I'm up super early so I can get in some quiet time. That's where I read my Bible. I write in my journal. I read a book. Uh, something to that effect and before my kids get up after my kids get up I'm all theirs until they're at basketball practice cross-country practice uh, on the school bus and then I go into work once I'm at work it's my technicians need me my assistant needs me uh, then I have a meeting and then I have oh I need to jump in the field or I need to check on my guys uh, make sure my advertising is doing what it's doing uh, balancing you know QuickBooks or checking emails so from about eight o'clock in the morning till about 4.30 in the afternoon, my day is chaotic with Window Genie stuff, whether it's uh, checking on the guys, doing the QuickBooks, checking emails, conversing with other Window Genie owners, conversing with other business owners, just making sure that our business is running smooth. And then when I get home, it is homework, uh, supper, bath and bed. Like it is all the way till nine o'clock and then I do it all over again the next morning. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you still, you still find time for yourself. And, and I know this because I know you and, and we've what, tell, tell the listeners what exactly you do. So amidst all of this chaos, amidst this really busy schedule, you still make time for self-care. And I love that about you. I do. I, I, I have a personal trainer about three days a week. And so I have CrossFit in there uh, about an hour long each day. And my trainer is very flexible with our hours. We try to work in each other's hours. And then on the weekends, I run uh, probably anywhere from one and a half miles, two miles, three miles, whichever regimen I'm on that week. Uh, and then during the week, if I have some downtime where we just have this peace moment, I can go get my nails done and I do that. Or if my husband has decided that he's gonna let me go get massages that weekend, like we try to, switch out on what we're going to do for what or who's going to do something for what so like I'll do self-care for me one weekend or he'll go to the deer release one weekend but we try to switch it out so that way we both are taking care of ourselves so we can both take care of our family as well and sharing sharing the load like that allows allows you to do that without guilt and and I, I think that a lot of us as moms you know, we, we feel like we have to give so much to our families or we have to give so much to our business that we forget to give to ourselves. And, and if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of anybody else. And, and I love that, I, that you do such a good job at that. And I believe at hundred percent, I actually read that in my Bible passage this morning. It was how we, as moms try to take care of everybody and everything before we take care of ourselves. And all it does is hurt us and kill us sooner because we're not taking care of ourselves because who's going to take care of everybody who's going to take care of us when we're sick mom exactly. usually takes care of it so exactly it, mom has to take care of herself in order to take care of everybody else that's right that's right you know and the, what i find is 
is we always want everybody to take care of us the same way we take care of them, but we don't have an us. We just have to, we have to love our people in spite of it. So Kat, I, I, and I've never told you this before, but I see you as very successful. And so tell me about, about that moment. And I hope you have one when you realized that you are a successful business owner, what was, was there an aha moment when you went from being, okay, I own this business to, wow, I'm a success at owning this business. It's really when I was able to make it to my daughter's basketball games, like all of them, like cross country meets, anything because I always wanted to be there for them and I knew having a nine to five job and working for someone else just wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna cut it like I needed to make sure I was there for my kids and so I have made sure that if it is all possible and I am in town and not out on business I am there for my kids I have made every single one of my daughter's cross-country meets I have missed maybe two basketball games out of the last five years of my daughter's basketball and my son's about to start t-ball so the fact that I can have a flexible schedule with them and be there for them, it helped me realize I was a, a success because my mom worked for a corporate company 23 years, hated her job and was not able to be there for us like that. And I wanted my kids to know that I will be there for them like that. My mom did her best and I'm not knocking her by any means, but it was just, I wanted I wanted to be there for my kids. Like I saw my friend's parents being there for them on that level. And so that's being able to be there for my kids has been my success as a business owner and as a mom. I love that. I love that. You know, I found, I found that when my big boys, I had a, a W2 job, I worked for someone else and I missed the parties. I couldn't go to the, the Valentine parties in elementary school and I couldn't go to the Christmas parties. And as a business owner with my, with my third son, I, ha I was able to do those. And, and it's interesting how we have so much more obligation, so much more responsibility, but yet we're able to do the things that, that fuel us, that feed us as mothers at the same time. And what would you say? So so kind of in that same vein, what do you love best about being a business owner? Making my own schedule. I can tell people, yes, I can be there. Or I can tell people I can't make it, but we'll try to make it work later. Or I can just say, I just don't have time. Uh, that decision, it, hel it, it helps me bring that chaotic balance to my level. And being able to have my own schedule and my flexibility, uh, is what I love best about it because my husband's job doesn't allow flexibility like that. So I was always needing that in any job that I ever worked. And I've gotten to the point where I'm at the business level now that I can step away from the work and be where I need to be to either grow the business, make networking connections, or just be there for my family and kids. Love it. And so on the other, on the other side of that, what, what do you like the least? And so we could make it all shiny and sparkly. It's great being a business owner. We have so much time, but we don't have time. What is your least favorite part of owning a business? Least favorite part is trying to find people who would like to work. Uh, today's day and age, a lot of people want something for nothing. And I grew up where you had to work really hard to get what you wanted. And so that's what I try to instill in anybody that I bring on board or uh, that I'm around because that's just who I am. And 
people in this day and age, a lot of younger kids in their generation feel like they just need stuff, something handed to them. And it really frustrates me because they want an instantaneous check or instantaneous money and they don't want to do the work for it. So that's the hardest part. But when I find a good employee, I want to let that employee know that they are going to be treated well, that they have a great work ethic and that they have a great place to work. I want that workspace to be a want to come to work area. I want to be that boss where they can come to and say, I love my job. I love working for you. And I'm going to do my best every single day that I'm here. The employees have to know that that's what I want. So that way I expect it from them. And I want them to know that this is a safe zone. I want them to know this is where you can come and work and get paid, but you have to do the work. Right. Right. I find that that employees are hard for me as well. I, for me, excuse me, the hardest part is worrying that, that my employees are going to have enough. They're going to have enough money. They're going to have enough work. We have enough clients. And, and I find that, that I'm more motivated when I have to, when I have to provide for these employees. And so that, that's, you know, employees, employees are a big transition, especially when you're going from being a business of one to being a a business of several with employees. And, and that is hard. I find a lot of people, you know, making that transition to employees and finding the right people is, is a struggle for, for a lot of business owners. If, if you could, if you could turn back time and give yourself one piece of advice before starting, what would it be? I would do it all debt-free. Ah. Yeah. The reason being because it would just lay off a lot of stress on making sure, oh, I got to pay these bills or I got to make sure that my employees are taken care of or last year COVID hit and most places who had a you know, tremendous amount of debt failed we didn't have a tremendous amount of debt but we do have debt as a business and I believe that if you have less on your plate on that aspect it gives you a little more wiggle room to grow so you can put more irons in the fire elsewhere so to speak that's a really that's a really good point so which leads me to my next question if you were if you were gifted a million dollars to spend on your business and only on your business how would you spend it? First off, I would pay off all the debt that I owe. I would look at my employees and make sure that I have stuff put aside for them and in place to make them grow as people, as employees, to make sure that they have all of their safety gear that is more than necessary for them. We provide safety gear as it is, but maybe they could take the safety gear and go above and beyond with it and learn extra things that they need to with the harnesses or the lifts or anything like that. Make sure that we have all of our um, safety equipment in place. Maybe buy a lift because we rent one so often and they're really expensive, but to own one and just put that in place so we could do higher stories and stuff like that. I would make sure that I have enough vans to grow uh, more wider than where we are in McLennan county and then probably grow towards like temple or white bluff or hillsboro and make sure that our business is secure in that area and then just bank some of it for rainy days perfect perfect what what do you believe 
up to this point, and we don't know what the future holds, what do you believe is the biggest obstacle you have had, had to overcome as a business owner so far? COVID. Oh, yeah. Last year was really scary for a lot of business owners. Unfortunately, we had two Window Genie franchises that closed down. One was in Dallas and one was in Austin. The fact that we're in Waco still making it work makes me feel more successful than I thought I was because we are pushing to succeed and not close. It like we do not feel like it is an option to close doors. And so COVID last year closed everybody for at least six weeks. And during that six weeks, I did everything in my power to make sure my employees were taken care of. I gave them work at my house. I went and got a job at HEB and worked there for three months. So that way I had a paycheck coming in and I wasn't taking an income from the business because I needed my guys to be taken care of. So COVID was probably the hardest thing that we have ever had an obstacle on and overcome from last year. I think, I think that that probably resonates with everybody. Anybody who was in business, you know, COVID, COVID really did. It made things scary, which goes back to what you were saying about putting away for a rainy day that, you know, finances really are the, the foundation. If, you know, if you take care of your finances, then, then you're going to be able to, to weather storms like COVID and, and, and be able to take care of your employees. And so tell me this, I love this question. Have you had a client peer or mentor that has been instrumental to your success? Who do you feel like has, has been the most helpful to you in your success? I have a group called an accountability group. Jennifer, (laughs) you are in that you're the head of that group and you invited me in a group. uh, I think it was about a year and a half ago. And I really like that group, but the time didn't work for me anymore. And I went to this group that we're in now and y'all really push me, really help mentor me, help me know that I'm going in the right direction. If I have a question or a doubt or something that's scary or just not working right, I can go to y'all and y'all help me see what I'm not seeing. Uh, Jennifer, you've helped me several times uh, come out and say, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to probably hire. What is your ideal client? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? It's really helped me open my eyes and set my goals to make sure that I get there. So now that I have my goals, how do I get there? And that's what the path has done. So you have helped me tremendously in that area. Jamie's helped me. Heather's helped me. Christy's helped me because my goal was nowhere near what I thought it should be. And Christy's (laughs) like, nope, triple it. And so that's, you know, helped me realize I can get there. I just have to do it. I have to do the work. I have to have the people who can push me. So my, my accountability group is probably one of my biggest mentors and pushers of my business. I, and I, I agree. And I think I told you guys that this morning, I, I don't do much. I don't do much without accountability. I'll just low, I'll just float along and see where the world takes me and having an accountability group keeps, keeps me focused. And so I love that. I really wasn't fishing for a compliment, but, but that, thank you for what you said. And so in that group, we read books together and discuss them and, and grow in, in a professional way. So with that, what do you believe 
is the book that has made the biggest impact on how you operate your business? I'm gonna have to say it's the 10X rule. I found that book through a video I watched on Facebook. It was called, uh, it was Darman and he did a video on Grant Cardone and how he came about to be success. And then I looked up the 10X rule book and I read the back of it and I YouTubed a couple of things and I was like, this has gotta be the book. So I brought it to the group in January and said, this is what we're gonna read. We are on chapter nine. Yeah, chapter nine, I believe. And I've already listened to the whole audio book and I'm on the second round. So I, I absolutely love this book. I I love everything about it. And there, I mean, there may be some things I disagree with it, but it's really lit a fire in me to push through everything that we've done and everything we're going to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. The book is very motivating for sure. So let me change gears just a little bit and, and we'll, then we'll wrap this up. I want to talk about parenting a little bit. How would your children, how would your children describe what you do for a living? I'm the window cleaner. (laughs) We have a, we have the purple genie on the car. Our, our genie is the window cleaner. Um, My son has asked, my husband has asked my son if, you're going to be a bread man or you're going to be a window genie. And he says bread man, but then he comes over to me and he goes, no, I'm going to be window genie. So he's five years old and you know, he's not going to know what he's going to be for a long time, but it's a running joke in the family of who, what our kids are going to be when they grow up, who's going to run the business, who's going to take over and who's going to take over the bread route or who's going to take over window genie. And so um, our purple genie is probably what we are. They're the one it's the genie that cleans the windows. (laughs) That's funny, you know, we're from a we're from a two business household and I have all boys and none of the boys want to work for Nita as a pen. So none of them want anything to do with it. So that's pretty funny. And so tell me this, how would your parents describe what you do? Go out and get things done. It doesn't matter what it is. That's what they say. If you need something done, ask them. She'll figure it out. There you go. So from a parenting perspective, and this is kind of personal, and so you can go as deep as you'd like, how would, how did you overcome, and you don't have to tell us what it is, but how did you overcome your greatest parenting fail? And the reason I'm asking is because as moms, women, business owners, we, we tend to, to view with a, a kind of a tinted perspective on on our parenting fails where they seem like they're so much bigger than they really are and so how would you say that you have overcome that to to keep going and to continue to be everything to everybody all the time that's a hard question I think letting my children know that I'm there and I can tell when if I can't be there and they're upset I'm like I'm really sorry I really can't be there, but this is the reason why. And I think my daughters are old enough to understand they're at that age that, yeah, sometimes work has to come first, but my son has not. He wants me there for everything. And I haven't really learned how to overcome that failure because, I mean, it's really hard to just say, I can't be there for you when you're the mom. The mom is always there for everybody doing everything. They're everywhere. But sometimes I just, I, I mean, you can't be everywhere all the time. So it's a really hard question 
to answer because I don't think I've ever overcome that failure. Right. It's just something that we've learned to handle and respect with each other. Like I will be there as much as I can when I can, but sometimes every once in a while, there's going to be something that takes that I have to be at and I can't get out of it. So for the most part, I try to be there as much as I can because I know not being there makes me feel like a failure because like I see every other parent there and they may not be there all the times, but they are there when I'm there. So I just feel like if I can't make everything, I'm a failure, but I know my kids still respect me for it and still love the fact that I show up when I can. And so having flexibility as a business owner and being able to be there helps me feel like I've overcome that failure from where it was in the past. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I find that being honest, being honest with my kids about what I can and can't do is, is probably the most honoring thing we can do when we can't be there and, and just say, sugar, you know, I really want to be there for you and I would never miss it again. I know that the first baseball tournament that I had to miss, I was, I was devastated, but, but just being honest about it. And um, I love your, your, your vulnerable answer. Thank you so much. And so on the heels of that, what would you consider is your greatest parenting success? Watching my daughter accept Christ into her heart and getting baptized by her choice and knowing what it means. I love that. It shows me that I'm raising them in a godly household and they are knowing where to follow. And just very quickly, we didn't say this in the beginning. Will you share, will you share with our listeners how old your children are? My oldest is uh, 13, that's Serenity. And then I have Brinley, who is 12. And I have Wyatt, who is five. Sweet little Wyatt. Okay, I have two more questions. We're almost done. I know you're probably ready for us to be finished. Here's the fine. If you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? You know, it's funny. I ask all of my employees that question. And I don't think I've ever asked myself that question. I can it's, tell you, really, I can tell you my answer it, if you need a minute to think, but if you've got an answer, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. for me, it would be Oprah Winfrey. I think she's just the coolest woman ever. Okay. I think I would have to say, to be honest, my, my grandparents. Oh yeah. And I mean, my, they're both alive still and they're, they are older and they are starting to get dementia, which is really sad. But my grandparents have been married for 60 plus years they have lived in the same house for 60 plus years they have survived so much throughout the world and just being able to talk to them about the past and how they survived it all is amazing wow yeah I, I know that. that's not like a rock star no or, no you're good or Oprah it, Winfrey <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. Oprah Winfrey, but it, like just having that conversation, like I've never sat down and had a, hey, tell me about the history kind of moment with them, even though I've spent a lot of time with them. But if I ever had to have that choice, that's, that's probably what I would do is ask them how, because my grandmother is from the Philippines uh -huh. and my great, great grandfather was in the Bataan Death March. Wow. So how, hearing all of that as well would be a phenomenal story in general to me. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if they're still here, plan that dinner, girl. 
yeah, that's, I, that's, yeah, I'm hoping to go down there sometime soon. So I've make it on my list. Well, I have one more question for you and you may or may not have an answer. What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? At what age did I realize that I didn't want to work for corporate, but I wanted to own my own business and have control of my own life? All right, girl, give it to me. I was 25 and it took me a few more years to get out of the corporate world because I had to decide what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I actually had a picture in my cubicle of a picture of a car. It was a cartoonish and, and it said, I've had this many years and this many hours and this many days at this job for this many days of vacation. Wow. And it was like, it looked like a jail. Mm-hmm. It was just a picture of cubicles with all these little people in it. And I was like, I'm done. I need to get out of here. So I had that on my wall as a reminder to not get stuck there. That's, that's, that's amazing. I love that. I love that. Kat, this was so fun. And, and I just, I love seeing you. I love being a part of your, your circle, but I love you sharing with our listeners because you are, you are so successful and, and you have a great little family and a great business And I just want the world to know how special you truly are. So thank you for being a part of this. And, and I hope to have you on again another time. Well, thank you very much for asking me to be here and sharing my story and being a success is not just me, but it is my circle and my group that keep pushing me. So I appreciate it and appreciate you taking me under your wing and helping me out. Oh, great. All right. And for all of you listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for participating in, in Kat's success story. It, she is Kathy Witt with Window Genie of Waco. If you are interested uh, in learning more about her, there'll be a link to her website in the show notes. So for everyone, thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Baking Your Business from Scratch is produced by me, Jennifer Snyder, and Rogue Media Network. Check out all of the other great shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please follow us at Need is a Pen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And to contact us, email jennifer at neatasapen.com. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you again on the next episode of Baking Your Business from Scratch. talk to you for a minute about my logo. Why does my logo have anything to do with anything? But it does because I have a logo that is locally where I live in Waco, Texas, very recognizable. Many people have commented on how they relate to her. She resonates with them. They can remember her. And it is a mid-century lady snapping her fingers. And that logo was created by my friends at Innovative Solutions website and graphic design. And I want to share them with you. They are local to me in Waco, Texas. They're a local team of award-winning graphic artists and website developers, but they don't help just Wacoans. They help everybody everywhere. Specializing in custom branding packages for businesses of all sizes. All sizes, that includes you, unless you have 
Whether you have 100 employees or just one, that includes you. They can do everything from custom logos to business card design to full websites from the ground up. Innovative Solutions has superior service. They can host your site. They can support you. If you want to change something, you send them an email or they can teach you how to do it yourself. You, whatever you need, they can help you. And so what I want you to do, if you are in the phases of business where you are ready to start branding, call my friends at Innovative Solutions Website and Graphic Design. That number is 254-716-7199, or you can visit them online at InnovativeSolutionsOnline.com. That's InnovativeSolutionsOnline.com. Reach out. You will be so glad you did. are a reflection of who we are, what does yours say about you? If your answer is different from what you would like, rest assured there is hope. Need as a pen, organizing and cleaning is the answer to all of your home frustrations. If you struggle with clutter multiplying in closets, dirt piling up in corners, or the mountain of mail growing on the dining room table, we can help. We offer personalized solutions designed just for you and your unique home and lifestyle. Consultations can take place in home or virtually via Zoom. Learn more at needasapin.net. Need as a pen organizing and cleaning? Discover an easier way to live. This has been Globe Media Network Podcast.